Hello, and welcome to Wait, How Do You Spell That? A Rare Disease Podcast. My name is Colby, and I'm the content manager at Patient Worthy. Today, we're going to be discussing sickle cell disease. It's a group of disorders that are characterized by malformed red blood cells that have a sickle or half moon shape. In sickle cell disease, these cells can cause blockages and restrict blood flow as they get caught along the walls of blood vessels. The most common and severe form of this disease is sickle cell anemia, which some listeners may be familiar with. And to help explore this condition today, in particular how it relates to children, we have a special guest from our partners over at the Dream Sickle Kids Foundation. Uh, Georgina Glass is the executive director and founder of Dream Sickle Kids and is the mother of a child who was diagnosed with sickle cell disease. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, so to start with, I was wondering if you could give us an overview of sickle cell disease for listeners who may not be familiar with the condition. So sickle cell disease is an inherited red blood cell disorder, which causes the uh, hemoglobin to mutate into a sickle shape, um, which then causes the patient affected by the disease to have it's known as pain crises. So when the blood cells get trapped in the veins near the joints, there's pain that's caused. Um, it causes them to have a more weakened immune system. So they're more susceptible to infections and it can also cause stroke. It can be fatal early on in life. Okay. And as I mentioned previously, uh, you're the mother of a child with sickle cell disease. Uh, can you talk a little about your experiences and how that led to the founding of Dream Sickle Kids? Sure. So I have a 18-year-old daughter. So I was the mother of one for 13 years um, and was told uh, when my oldest was about six that I couldn't have any more kids. So I kind of forgot that I was a carrier of the sickle cell trait. Um, and then five years ago, um, I became pregnant with my youngest daughter, Gia, and she uh, at birth was diagnosed with sickle cell disease. So during the pregnancy, um, when I did my preliminary test, it was again uh, reminded that I do carry the trait and her father knew that he carried the trait. And so we were advised of the possibility of birthing a child with sickle cell disease. And can you give us a little about the history of Dream Sickle Kids as an organization and what its primary goals are? Dream Sickle Kids uh, Foundation was created because of my daughter, and I also have a nine-year-old niece that also has sickle cell disease. My daughter has sickle cell disease type SS, which is considered the most severe form of the disease, and my niece has uh, type SC, which is considered to be a more milder version. I came up with the name Dream Sickle Kids Foundation before we relocated from California to Nevada. In California, they have a high population of people with sickle cell disease and sickle cell traits. So there are a lot of uh, resources for patients and families that are impacted by sickle cell. So I didn't see the need to uh, create another organization. But upon moving to Nevada and discovering that there wasn't much awareness and there wasn't much resources for people affected by sickle cell, that is when I decided that we should go ahead and start uh, Dream Sickle Kids Foundation, which is the first sickle cell organization in the state of Nevada. 
This being a, a foundation that uh, focuses on uh, children and resources for family members of children who have sickle cell disease, can you speak a little about what, uh, what are the challenges that children or family members of children with this condition face? So um, there are many challenges associated with being a caregiver of someone with sickle cell disease, particularly children. There is the challenge of maintaining a gainful employment while also being there for your child that's hospitalized when they have complications from their disease. There aren't a lot of doctors that treat children or adults with sickle cell disease in Nevada. When we moved here in 2016, there was only one clinic that actually serviced children with sickle cell disease and they see about 300 kids with sickle cell disease. But for adults with sickle cell disease, there was no actual specific clinic or doctors that specialized in the treatment of sickle cell disease. With Dream Sickle Kids Foundation, our, our goals are to increase awareness for sickle cell disease and to address a lot of the health disparities that people, especially in Nevada, face when it comes to um, sickle cell disease awareness, treatment, medical treatment, for sickle cell disease. And uh, since our inception in 2018, uh, as of 2019, we now have the first sickle cell bill in Nevada, which was created to address the concerns that patients and um, families had with sickle cell disease pertaining to getting an accurate count of how many people in the state actually have sickle cell disease, covering any new medication that comes to market for sickle cell disease because um, up until 2019, there was uh, only one um, medication that had been on the market to treat people uh, affected by sickle cell disease for probably 25 to 30 years. And now in 2019, we got two more new medications to treat them, um, which of course, when new medications come out, they're very expensive and a lot of insurance companies do not want to cover them. But in the bill that we passed, um, that bill uh, requires that Medicaid cover any new medication that comes to market for sickle cell disease. So the two medications that came to market um, in Nevada, those patients were immediately able to uh, take advantage of the new therapies available for people with sickle cell disease. One thing that I would like everybody to know is that even though our name is Dream Sickle Kids, we actually are here to support anybody in Nevada that is affected by sickle cell disease or a rare disease, regardless of your age. So from zero to a thousand, if you are impacted by sickle cell disease or a rare disease and you're in Nevada and you need support assistance in some way, feel free to reach out to us and also, um, it is important that those of uh, African-American uh, descent and other minorities that they donate blood because uh, people with sickle cell disease benefit greatly from uh, blood donation. And especially if the, the person that donates is of the same ethnic background as them. And African-Americans do have one of the lowest donation rates at this time. So, um, when you're considering donating blood, whether to or not, just think about the people with sickle cell. Um, blood donation it actually helps to improve their quality of life and prolong their life when they can get uh, the blood donation. And also that sickle cell disease, though African-Americans are the uh, most affected, 
it's something that is not just a black disease. There are many other ethnicities that are impacted by sickle cell disease. Uh, those of Mediterranean descent, Asian, Greek, Italian, Hispanic, um, it's kind of up under the African-Americans when it comes to the prevalence of sickle cell disease or being a sickle cell trait carrier. So it's important to understand that, which I think has a lot of bearing on the different, the way that the awareness and, and the support is provided to people with sickle cell disease, that a lot of people assume that it's something that just affects African-Americans, but it can affect any and everybody. I think it's important that you brought up uh, blood donations there, because as we know, with the ongoing pandemic, uh, that blood donations across the board are are down for, for various reasons there. But this really does drive home the point right. that blood donations are are so important, not just in the a sense of like emergent care. You know, if someone thinks about getting in a car right. accident, oh, you might need there are conditions that rely on blood donation, having a steady supply of it. And that's why it's so right. important. Absolutely. You know, lo looking around here on your website about some of the history of uh, Dream Sickle Kids, I noticed that a lot of your efforts have actually been focused around advocacy. Um, could you speak a little more about your advocacy efforts and, um, you know, in particular, any other legislative changes that you and the foundation may have been a part of? We do try to make it a point to support Rare Disease Day in any way we can. And in the past couple years, um, the sickle cell community has uh, turned out in large numbers to support Rare Disease Day because a lot of people don't realize that sickle cell disease is a rare disease as it only affects about 100,000 Americans here. So it is considered a rare disease. See, with us getting the, the bill passed for uh, sickle cell here in Nevada, um, as of last year, Nevada has also gotten its first comprehensive sickle cell disease clinic where children and adults can be treated by professionals who are experts um, in sickle cell disease. It's called the Sickle Cell Center of Nevada, and it's the first and only one of its kind in existence in the state, and it's ran by um, a hematologist that uh, since I've moved here in 2016, she's been my daughter's only hematologist, and she is a, a real advocate for sickle cell disease. Uh, being a parent and an advocate myself, I go to a lot of conferences to see that she's also at the conferences. So she's a great doctor here, and she's working to get more medical professionals to actually take on treating patients with sickle cell here in Nevada. So I just want to give her a shout out. She's like the best doctor like ever when it comes to sickle cell, Dr. Nick Rashid. And so uh, since it sounds like um, the, you know, fight for access is ongoing, uh, do you have any advice for parents whose children may have recently been diagnosed with sickle cell or, or family members or other caregivers? Yes. So um, families that are impacted by sickle cell, my advice would be to do your research on the disease and to never stop advocating and fighting for better care for your child or, or loved one. Learn the importance of, of bills, how to, how to write one, what it takes to get one passed so that you can advocate for not just awareness, but long-term change, because it's great when everybody knows what sickle cell disease is, but it's even better when legislation can be passed that will benefit patients with sickle cell disease 
currently and those years to come. So um, it's, it's very great when you know what it takes to pass legislation so that there can be long-term change for patients and families affected by sickle cell disease. With sickle cell disease, any rare disease or anybody that is a caregiver for someone with a disability, it's important to remember that having that disease, it doesn't just affect the patient, it affects the whole family and the caregiver. And I know we spend a lot of time focusing on the patient. I mean, they are the most important, but um, some of those patients rely on other people to assist them. So we can't forget about the caregivers, the parents, the, the aunts and uncles, the brothers and sisters who actually help that patient to maintain their quality of life. We have to think about them and it's important that caregivers think about themselves and make sure that they take time out for themselves so that they can be there for their loved ones that they're taking care of with a rare disease or sickle cell or whatnot. And where do you see the foundation's efforts expanding in the future? I see our efforts expanding to um, include more advocacy and we want to one day be the Sickle Cell Disease Foundation of Nevada, um, as big as like a Susan G. Coleman or St. Jude's, we want to be able to provide lots of services, financial assistance, medical care, access to care, education to uh, not just patients, but providers as well, what is important to sickle cell patients here in Nevada. Of course, at a, at a national level, uh, you know, yes. healthcare, yes. yes. Healthcare is an ongoing, uh, an ongoing concern. Has been for decades. It's an issue that has not been solved in a way that can that can cover everybody to the level that they need. Uh, are there any legislative efforts or challenges that you see on the horizon for sickle cell disease or for chronic conditions as a whole uh, that need to be addressed? In 2018, there was federal legislation passed that was in regards to sickle cell. Um, I can't quote off the top of my head, uh, blood disorder um, legislation that was passed. The issue being was great that it was money attached to it. And you can't, you can only do so much operating on passion and love alone. You realistically, you need funding to be able to provide the services that people impacted by sickle cell disease would need. And sickle cell disease is one of, one of the diseases and causes that has the least amount of funding historically. And so it's a challenge to try to get people to understand that uh, on top of awareness, we actually need money to be able to assist those patients and families that are affected by this illness. If someone does want to get in touch with DreamSickle, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, we are very uh, vocal on social media, so you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, and that um, handle is at DreamSickleKids, D-R-E-A-M-S-I-C-K-L-E, Kids. So on every social media platform, that is our handle, so you can find us. Um, if you also want to uh, get in contact with us or see what's happening with us, you can visit our website at www.dreamsicklekids.org. All right. Thank you, Gina. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today. 
And of course, for our end here on Patient Worthy, you can always find the latest in rare disease news over at patientworthy.com or by following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram by searching for Patient Worthy. And as always, thanks for listening.